Welcome, everyone, to the Tom Glavinth, episode 47 of your favorite recovery talk show, The Sober Highway Podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 11th, 2021, and we have a great episode for you. This week, I'm rejoined by Catherine Bennett, our resident strong woman. And honestly, we just spent some time catching up, talking shop, getting reacquainted with one another because it's been quite a while since we've had her on the show. The conversation was so good, we couldn't wait for you to hear it. And it's all brought to you by our sponsor, Brainwashed Coffee Company. Head over to brainwashedcoffeeco.com and use the promo code SOBERHIGHWAY at checkout to get $5 off your first order. Plus, if you buy three bags or more, you get free shipping, which is like music to my ears. All right, let's get into it. Get ready, get set, and let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Anika. And my name is Dan. And welcome to your favorite recovery talk show, The Sober Highway Podcast. We are two young social workers who have dedicated our lives and careers to affecting change in the addiction recovery community. We want to use this podcast as a platform to take the things that we have learned over the course of our careers and share it with our listeners. At the end of the day, we hope to inspire as many people as we can to make a change and live a sober lifestyle that works for them. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's all it's all good. Um, okay. So I figured just for today, because we're kind of cut a little bit short on time, yeah. we'll kind of just do like a, like a quick check-in. Like, how's everything been? You know? Yeah. So what's going are on? We, like, what's new? Are, oh, we're live now. Everybody's yeah, live. we're just recording. We're, we're just recording. Okay. Yeah, no, everything's great. Um, I moved to Chicago today. Um, <laughs> today. <laughs> oh, wow. Unloaded my car twice. Like, unloaded all the stuff from it that I brought from Colorado. And then, um, and then bought a bunch of stuff and then unloaded it again. So yeah. And then tomorrow I'm, I've got my first training session out here with my new team. So oh, wow. deadlifting tomorrow at 430, uh, 4.30 <laughs> central. So anybody wants to, wants to watch on Instagram, you're welcome to do so. Nice. Pretty rad. Yeah. So, so like all of your stuff, like you just packed it into your car from Colorado. I left, I left a bunch of it at my condo in Colorado. Um, okay. I'm planning to just leave Keep that it. furniture there for right now. And I just, I just threw four suitcases in my car and like rolled out to a different state. <laughs> so like you're keeping that condo though. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at you. Yeah. Well, I can, I can tell people, listen, I probably shouldn't admit this, but I can tell people that it's my condo near Aspen, even though it's like an hour away from Aspen, but like it's closer to Aspen Close than enough. Chicago is. <laughs> closer to Aspen than I am. I'll tell you, man, the Sober Highway has been rocking and rolling over there on TikTok. Your yeah. social media presence, and you're winning awards and getting ranked. And look at please, all this. Please. Aren't you like, look at all this stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> Your hard work is really paying off. This yeah, is a I mean, great, great show. We're, we're, we're working pretty hard over here. Um, Actually, not really. But, um, you know, we, you know, Tim introduced me to Good Pods. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let me get involved with that. And. I really don't do much on it. I just, you know, wrote, you know, signed us up for it. And, you know, every once in a while, good pods will throw a post out on Twitter and I'll respond to it. They'll like it. They'll, they'll retweet it or whatever. And then everyone, anyone, there was one post. It was like, 
you know, how can we show our love to, you know, our favorite, you know, to our indie podcast? I was like, hey, why don't you give us a look? And, you know, like we've been making content for over a year now and we haven't even reached a thousand views yet. So we got a, a nice little bit of feedback from people. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, yeah, did you know you were like top 10 on the mental health podcast list? I was like, uh, no, I did not know that. Amazing. So I guess we're doing something right. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a really important topic, like especially now as the pandemic you know, is still raging on and folks are struggling so hard. Like, you know, Dan, it's really been interesting moving to a new location where alcohol is much more um, accessible and kind of also much more a part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's been really interesting to see even in the last couple of days, just the regional differences in the way people talk about stuff and like meeting new people and saying like, Oh, you know, oh, let's all, let's all go out for a drink, and then I've got to explain that to a whole new group of folks. Mm. So all these things are all these things are like really top of mind for me. And so I think I think also for a lot of other people, as we start engaging with each other in different ways, you know, mm-hmm. podcasts like yours just start making an even more important difference. You know, we try to do our best. You know, yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> so I guess I'll give you an update on my life. Don't mind our my makeshift walk-in closet slash office back here everybody um, i know podcasts in their in their closet well i'll be Everyone. honest with you this was supposed to be like this is our our office um her desk is back there you can see the picture of us kissing right there yes use it um but anyway so we what was i gonna say like i i had been ever since we moved here i'd been podcasting from this office but like for a while, the like just the acoustics weren't that great because like the we don't have much furniture in here. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna build this like closet clothing rack thing. So that way it'll absorb some of the noise. And uh thankfully it's working. Plus I got a little bit nice. better at the editing. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What is there anything about Chicago that you like already? Yeah, well, you know, I went to school out here in West Lafayette, Indiana, like, so I'm not too far away from Chicago. Um, I gotta tell you, man, people here are, they're so nice that I feel suspicious. Like, (laughs) like, Us Long Islanders don't rub you that way. We're actually nice people. No, well, you are, (laughs) but you're very direct. But here they're, like, polite in a way that makes me think, yeah, I'm not sure that you actually like me. I'm curious (laughs) what you want. (laughs) Maybe that's just my maybe that's my bias and my suspicion. In the West, we're polite, but like we're still pretty distant, you mm-hmm. know. So I'm 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 getting used to that Midwestern hospitality again. But I got to tell you, I, you know, I got this cute little apartment that's right by a river. I, I'm digging the cold weather. It feels really it feels really refreshing. It's really great. So yeah, it's a it's a pretty is rad it, spot. Is it good for training? Or, I mean, you're training indoors. No, it's going to be amazing for training. It's going to be amazing for training. Here's why. Because in Western Colorado, everybody's – and tell you what, I'm the same way. I love skiing. I love outdoor activities. Right. But if I'm going to train for a national strongman competition, um, that's not the type of stuff I need to be doing. And the the gyms in the Midwest are far superior on every level. So. This is going to be – this is going to be a massive – this is a strategic move largely – not only for work, but really so I can get into the gyms that I need to get into, train with the people I need to train with, and, like, actually be able to meet my coach. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm not going to lie. I was really looking forward to you coming to New York because I was hoping 
to, you know, like I need to like, I I may not look it because some people say I don't look it, but like I am severely overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, probably according to my BMI, I'm probably pushing, you know, the O word. Um, oh, well, I'm fat as hell. It doesn't matter. Uh, I know. <laughs> BMI, but, BMI is made by statisticians. It's not made by real people. In the fact, you know what though? Like regardless, I know I'm out of shape like very, very out of shape and I need to get back in the gym. I want to get like Michelle and I really need to, we both made a commitment to ourselves that we need to lose a certain amount of weight before our wedding. Mm-hmm. And um, I was looking forward to, you know, training with you or at least starting a training program with you. Well, listen, I'll be out there. I'll be, my company's based in New York, so I'll be out there. Okay. Like I'll come, I'll come lift with you for sure. But you, you know, spend a couple of weeks getting ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do some prep work you know start working with the trainer i mean is suzanne do you ever work out with her you go, you <laughs> no She's no terrifying yeah, yeah yeah i gotta get i gotta get her back in the on the show because okay. um i know that i wanted to do something with her solo oh. um but when the way that it lined up last time it was just like i had to get both of you together yeah She's amazing. She's somebody I would, I would, we, we have totally different training modalities, but I would love to just rip, rip it and grip it with her. I bet she'd be have so much fun in the gym. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, and, and uh, you know, it's just been really hard. Like, I think we wanted to talk a little bit about, about grief because I know that Suzanne has, has that as a part of her personal story. If you haven't, um, you know, if folks haven't listened to her podcast that we did together, I highly recommend it. And following her on Instagram, grieve-grow is her handle. She's amazing. Yes. Um, but, but I've, you know, I've been struggling with sobriety and grief over the last, over the last couple months too. My, um, and, and people, you know, people really minimize the death of a pet, but my dog died in late November. She, uh-huh. and, you know, the vet came to my house and we, yeah, we had to, we had to say goodbye to her at my home. Um, and it was one of the, it was one of the saddest, this is like the saddest I've ever been in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like I feel, I feel absolutely abandoned in life because my dog is no longer here. And I'm, you know, I'm a single gal. I don't really have anybody. Like I don't talk to my family. I'm just kind of, you know, out here doing Riding my own solo. thing. Yeah. And, and, and to not have my dog anymore, this has been, it's been a real tough couple months, but you know, staying sober through it has really been important. So. So let me ask you this, and we can get into this a little bit more next week when we have the full time to record yeah. an episode, but what would you say is one tip that, like one thing that you do to help you stay sober while you're grieving? Oh, you've got to talk to your friends. You've got okay. to. And also, like, I don't know. I haven't had any momentum to even get out of the house. So what am I going to do? Like DoorDash a bottle of booze? Like that's a little, that's a little extreme. Not for, not for nothing. Like, <laughs> I mean, we, Michelle and I, we, we kind of just cleaned out our fridge because we, we, uh, we've been gone for a few days mm-hmm. and we, we DoorDash from Wendy's and um, I got to tell we, tr- well, we were going to DoorDash from Wendy's. Yeah. And for a two combo meals, you know, she gets nuggets, fries, and a drink. I got was going to get a burger, fries, and a drink. Like almost $40. Dude, it's insane. It's like, wackadoo. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> we went, we drove, we drove to the Wendy's, which is like five minutes away, $24. Mm-hmm. It's insane. 
So I know I know how expensive DoorDash is, and you know what? I used to do DoorDash on the side. Yeah. And you make unless you do it like all day every day, you're not making nothing. You ain't making nothing. No, it's. I mean, I think in situations like that, though, you know, what it comes down to is just really relying on your community so heavily. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's 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 like you've got to call in all the troops, which is why we. We all stay in touch with so other sober people or with people who understand and support our sobriety, not because we need them every day, but because we might need them really hard one mm-hmm. day. And I and I think that like just just mustering all the troops, you know, bring, <laughs> like no, oh, it's, shit, I totally it's agree. Rails, folks, help me out, you know? Right, like you want to have as many tools in your toolbox as possible, as many you know resources as you can, because one day you might really need all of them or as many of them as possible. And you could call, you know, person number one, person number two, person number two, and they may be busy. They may not answer. They may be going through their own shit and they can't, they don't have time to help you. So call all of them, rally the troops, call, call and SWAT, whatever you need to do. Yeah. It, I yeah. totally understand. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really important. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know. I think also it's been just, just for the first time in my life being sober to experience this intensity of emotion has been both a blessing and just an endless nightmare like it's both sides of the coin and i'm like wow this is just really intense um and so so I'll, I'll, i'm ready for things to kind of you know level out a little bit but I, i'm not sure when that's gonna happen it's just it's just a real testament to your strength you know what i mean like your mental strength and your physical strength Thank you for saying that. It's a little bit of a spicy time, you know, it's a little bit of a spicy time. But then when you go through this, I think this is the important part is that when you go through difficult times like this, now you have a benchmark and you can say, well, I stayed through sober through that total, you know, <laughs> through that complete nightmare, that complete mess. Mm-hmm. Um, my washing machine breaking down isn't that big of a deal. You know, my car biting the dust or whatever. So. Hey, I got a little car that you, I could sell you if you want. I'm trying to get rid of it. What's what's your car? <laughs> it's um, it's a 2014 Hyundai Elantra GT. It's a little hatchback. Ooh. It's got about a hundred and two thousand miles. Uh, I got a nice little roof rack on it. What color? What color is your Hyundai? Black, black, uh... black, uh, black exterior, black leather seats. Ooh. Um, it's got, it's got the, um, the navigation system in it, which I don't even use anymore. You know, I just bought a new car and, and I That's chose... fine. I wasn't, I didn't think you no, were going to no, want to no. buy it anyway. Let me tell you about this fabulous new car though, because, okay. And this is the benefits. These are the blessings of sobriety. The promise is coming true, right? So is this a I... new car or like a new used car? No, it's like a 2019. So it's pretty new. Like, okay. yeah, oh, I know. Nice. The nicest thing I've ever bought for myself. What'd um, you get? I got a, a 2019 Buick Encore okay. with with the heated seats and the nice. heated steering wheel, remote yeah. start. I'm like, okay. gosh, okay. in the cold like this, 10 for 10. I, I had a 2007 Nissan Xterra in that bright, bright yellow color. Um, oh. I sold it off to my buddy, so now she can go four-wheeling up in the mountains, and okay. she is digging it, so it was a very good situation. There you go. Yeah. I am going to need to get a new car very soon. That car, you know what? I'm actually happy you don't want to buy it from me because that car is a jinx. <gasps> what? It is a jinx. It is a fucking jinx. Let me tell you something. 
I've had to replace that. I'd have I had to replace the tires on that car maybe like five or six times because of the low profile wheels. Like, cause that car has, oh. that car has, I believe it has 17 inch wheels for that. And for that car, they're actually quite large. Mm-hmm. And when you have large wheels, you have the low profile tires and anybody in who drives in New York or Long Island knows that the roads are filled with potholes. Oh, You rock one pothole going more than like 30 miles an hour and you got a bubble in your tire or mm. it's going to get punctured or something. And like it, just for some reason, every street I've ever lived on, there's always construction. So there's always like just glass in the street or, you know, there's like rogue nails or rogue screws and you end up with one in your tire. And then it's like, well, you can it's like a puncture can be patched, but if it has a bubble, you got to replace the tire. And then it's just like the car's out of commission for a couple of days. And I just like, I'm over it. I want an SUV again. Every time, every time Michelle and I go someplace, I always want to take her car. I'll let her use my easy pass so that, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, the cost of taking the car, you know, evens out. I'm just so over it. I really want a truck or an SUV because it's just, I can't, can't deal with this little piece yeah, of shit. How is how is a big a big car gonna handle in New York City? Like, well, I you... mean, I'm not looking to get like a like a like a full size pickup truck. I mean, oh, I okay. was looking into like you know like a like a Tacoma or a Colorado yeah. or even the new the new Ford pickup, the Maverick. It's like a mini sized. It's like smaller than the Ranger. It's like oh, a city you, pickup. You know, oh, they have those new Ford Broncos that are just. Oh, oh yeah. they're so cute. Oh, I would I can't afford yeah, one. The Bronco, they're so yeah, the Bronco freaking cute. You know what though? Those are like I just I feel like first gen trucks and cars always have problems. Oh yeah. So, you know, I'll wait maybe a year or so before you know, before I do that. Um we yeah. also, you know, Michelle and I've always wanted to get a Jeep, so maybe we'll get like a Wrangler or something. Um and like that'll be like a project that we can, you know, make it our own together. Oh, that'd be rad. And then you could take yeah. it out and, you know, mountains and mountains <laughs> in New York. Can you, can you four wheel in the Adirondacks? Yeah, we probably could. I mean, yeah. she's not really, she's not really an off-road person. I'm I'm sure it would probably just be like a pavement princess, but. Oh, you know, they have, okay. When I, when I lived in Denver, I always wanted to do this. And my ex-husband correctly told me that I shouldn't. Here's why. There's, they have this ice truck. They, they have a very, a lake in the mountains that's not too far up from Denver, right okay. on Interstate 70. And it freezes very, very thick in the wintertime. And they have racing leagues for people Ooh. with four-wheel drives. So with, like, recreational, like, you, they have people with, like, you know, serious studded tires that are doing, like, maneuvers and figure eights. And then they have, like, a low low risk, you know, recreational league for people just with, like, a, like a mm-hmm. Jeep or an Xterra or something like that. And I always wanted to do that. Those were during my drinking years. Everybody discouraged me. That was correct. That was I would have caused problems, but I, but watching those races is so much fun. I bet it is badass. Yeah, I would I would definitely do that again. Go see it. I'll take. A, is there like are there videos on YouTube I can watch? What's yeah, the it's name in of- Georgetown. It's in Georgetown, Colorado. What's the name watch- of the lake? I think it's just Lake Georgetown. Georgetown's like like two thousand people. It's tiny. It's like the only lake there. So look up Georgetown, Colorado ice 
lake ice racing. There's a league, and they've ice got the racing. results on, that are on on the internet. Okay, it's it's absolutely wild. Like like Colorado has some amazing outdoorsy stuff you can do like that in your like four wheeling is so much fun out there. That's one of my favorite things to do. You know, it's so weird. I mean, again, I don't. It's it's weird. I don't normally talk about this type of stuff because I, I don't normally like to get political. Yeah. But like, I love country music. I love trucks. I love shooting guns. I love doing all of these things. Like this stuff like is so cool. And, you know, every time I talk to Michelle about getting a truck, you know, it's just like, you know, Michelle will be like, if people see you driving that, they're going to think they're like they're automatically just going to assume who you voted for um that's interesting i personally don't see it that way because i can enjoy all those things and still vote for who i want to vote for but that's besides the point no i'm a political anarchist i'm actually supporting there's a there's a um socialist candidate Mm -hmm. uh she's 35 36 36 mm-hmm. you have to be 36 to run for president i'm supporting a social ca- socialist candidate for like i'm actually on going to join her campaign staff this year interesting so, okay so yeah country music and trucks are great and like jazz music and corvettes are great like all kinds of wonderful things out there are, are delightful you don't have to align yourself with a political party for that kind of stuff to happen exactly who, like who doesn't want to go blow stuff up i i don't know i would love, I love i'm a red-blooded american i like to go into the desert and shoot my 50 <laughs> caliber at a, at a television like come on <laughs> um so i think so i figured i'll tell you a little bit about what's go- been going on in my life yeah um, so have I given you any insight into, or told you anything about like what I've been dealing with this guy, what I've been dealing with, with this guy at my job? No, I just, the, the, what I've been seeing from you is like this engagement stuff and some of your TikTok lives, but I have okay. not heard about work. So usually when I do those TikTok lives, I'm at work. Mm-hmm like on my lunch break and stuff. So I don't talk about that stuff mm-hmm. while I'm, while I'm at work because God forbid someone's listening. You never, you know, I don't want to run the risk of that. Yeah. But basically this guy has been giving me problems ever since I started working at this hospital. He, he's older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's old enough to be my father. Um, he just so happens to be a person of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a bunch of other things about him that make him who he is. I don't want to say too much about him because I don't want it. I don't want people to find out that I'm talking about this person. But anyway, we got off on the wrong foot when he, when I first started there. And ever since then, it's been, it's basically like, he's been coming after me. Like he wants, like he wants me I don't know if he wants to be fired or whatever it is. He just doesn't like me. Mm. He filed a work uh, hostile work environment claim with hospital police. He complained oh. to my supervisor. Dude. He went to the Office of Equal Employment Opportunity to complain. Um, he's basically complained to anyone who will listen to him. And every time he's complained, uh, they're basically like, yeah, there's nothing to be there's no, like we have we didn't find anything um 
And given the fact that all of this has happened inside of a year, I was like, I got to get out of here. Like, I can't, I can't work here at this hospital anymore because this guy's going to continue to, hello? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So, um, I was like, I can't continue to work here because he's going to continue doing this until he gets the resolution that he wants, which is which in my opinion, fired. which is me getting fired. Yeah. Now I, per I can't get fired now because I've already passed the one year probationary period. So mm. I can't get fired now unless it's like something that's like Egregious. gross misconduct. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, I got to get out of here. So I reached out to someone who works at like the central like office of this corporation. Uh, and um, I'm picking up some echo. Jump oh, I'm sorry. Nope. Okay. Give me a second here. I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to get my setup correct because my phone's losing charge. So give me a second. Gotcha. Sorry. I'm trying to be a tech. I'm trying to be a tech whiz and it's not really working. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, I can Shit. hear you a little bit okay. better. <laughs> sorry. Okay. So anyway. So, um, so I reached out to this person who works at the central office and I was like, Hey, so remember that time in passing where you told me that like, you could get me a job in Queens. You think you can make that happen? And she was like, yeah, just like send me your resume. Badass. So I sent her my resume within three hours. I had a call from another hospital in Queens and they were like, can you come in next week for an interview? I was like, absolutely. And it turns out that the two people I interviewed with were, they were both Long Island Jewish moms. They, they asked me all about, you know, about me. They asked me about Michelle. They asked me about, you know, my, you know, my time at, my time at Albany, my time at LIU. Mm -hmm. Like they, like they knew I was clearly qualified for the job. It's basically doing the same exact thing now, except I'm up on the inpatient floor instead of the emergency room. So they were like, we oh. clearly know. They were like, you are clearly qualified for this job. When can you start? So like they offered me the job right then and there. That's amazing. Is it like it has, do you feel like the, the work environment is going to be better? Well, it's definitely going to be, well, let me put it this way. I'm going to be working as part of a, what they call a, it's two different, I think it's, they call it an interdisciplinary team. So okay. it's, um, so it, there'll be social workers, peer counselors, nurses, psychiatrists. Um, and I think if I'm missing one other person or one other peers? discipline. I said peers, I, said peers was the first thing I said. Yeah. But anyway, okay. so as opposed to when I was in the ED, it was basically just me and a peer counselor by my by ourselves. Oh, um, caseworkers maybe? Do you have caseworkers? We may have we may okay. have like the medical social workers as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but basically, like it's the same thing. Like you go up to like up, say there's like a like a surgical patient that you know is in recovery and they are, <gasps> wants to go to rehab after they're released from the hospital. So they page oh. our team. We go, we talk to the patient. We make arrangements for a residential program while they're still in the hospital. And then oh. when they're discharged, we make sure that they get to their program. So it's like I, the same thing. Yeah. We had a, we had a team like that. When I worked at the psych hospital, we had a team like that at the, yeah. at the medical hospital that would help yeah. facilitate that transition between yeah, the two facilities. Yeah. Great. So it's like really, really easy stuff. And it was just like, I just, 
my commute is basically cut in half. I can drive to work instead nice. of take the train and the subway. So it's like, and it's at minimum, it's going to be a lateral move pay wise. It's like, why not take this job? Nice. Nice. So, now what's yeah. your, what's your end game? Like, what do you want to end up doing? Like, or today, if you talk about like what your major career aspirations are. Put it this way. If I woke up tomorrow knowing that I could do this podcast full time, I would do that. I would love oh. to be able to like live comfortably doing this podcast full time. Cool. But right now that's not really, that's not really possible. Uh, this is more just like something I do in my spare time as like something I enjoy. Yeah. Um, but as far as my actual social work career, my, my goal is to get to, excuse me, <laughs> my, <laughs> my goal <laughs> is to get to something more in like an administrative role. Yeah. Um, I think at this point I may be a little bit over doing the, doing the, the micro level social work, which is like dealing one-on-one -on -one with patients. I think I'm ready to move up to something a little bit more administrative, maybe not like running a program just yet, but like maybe working under someone who's running a program and just, you know, kind of doing it that way. Yeah. And then see where it goes from there. Cause at the end of the day, like you can't really, at least in my opinion, you can't really make big money as a social worker unless you're in some sort of administrative role or unless you're running your own private practice, which I don't want to do. Like people are telling me I should do it. I don't want to do that at all. I mean, I feel like there's um, politics too. Yeah. I mean, there is, I, I could go into politics if I want. Like, I, like, I feel like I, I, there's a lot of change in the winds, in my opinion, when it comes to mental health, when it comes to um, social work, I think what's happening in a lot of cases is that Medicaid, like Medicaid's getting fed up with ineffective programs. Mm -hmm. uh, they're auditing a lot of organizations and they're finding a lot of uh, sketchy practices. And I think, I don't know, I, mm -hmm. I, I'm hoping that the political landscape really helps people access care in a different way because right now it's hot, like a lot of it is, is, ineffective and kind of insulting to the people who receive the care you know and that's not everybody but it's just a mm -hmm. lot so. yeah we're i remember reading a story a while back where like these comp like these big programs are they're like billing for sessions that didn't happen they're billing for longer periods of time than they should be like billing for a 45 minute session when the session was only 15 minutes uh, they're they're you know, coding like they're coding disorders exactly so they get the, they're, they're, yeah. yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of real interesting stuff that goes on out there in the, in the in the mental health field that's concerning and so i don't know i mean i think that there is a place in politics and you know for even just for those folks who are listening in here too if this is your discipline like i think there is a place in politics for this and i think it's appropriate because we're the ones you know those of us who are who are in front of people or those of us who have this lived experience you know, I don't, I, I just see that folks are so out of touch with what American life is like. Mm -hmm. And, and if we have the lived experience to be able to say, Hey, gosh, these are the real needs of a lot of people in our communities. You know, we need to advocate for them. There's, there's space for that for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have an idea. Yeah. What do you say that, what do you think about sticking around for a few weeks? Yeah, I can do that. Um, I, I want to, okay, 
So we're live right now. I want to let you know my phone is about to is about to poop out. I don't have all of my charge on here, but I I'm so sorry. Things got a little things got way out of hand. It's all good. Ikea, Ikea bags everywhere. Like, fair enough. Just, fair enough. But yes, I no, I'm more than happy to stick around for a couple of weeks. Do you have guests lined up or? Um, I'm gonna reach out to um Chelsea from Sticky Eddie. I'm gonna reach yeah. out to um I'm gonna see if we can get Tim in here again. Um, I think I said I was gonna. I think I said I was gonna reach out to. Um, maybe we can get Suzanne back in here. Uh, let me put some feelers out because I'm part of this group called Openly Sober on LinkedIn. We okay. might be able to get some business people in. Like that's cool. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a fun and spicy topic. So yeah, just let me know. Keep me posted. Um, cool. If you want, we can. Uh, we can do. Like this time next week may be a little bit difficult because we are actually meeting with a possible vendor for our wedding on oh, Monday night. What an exciting DJ. time. I can't yeah. understand it. Yeah. We just we just put down we just put down a deposit for our venue. Um Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Um, but I don't want to take up too much too much more of your time because your phone's about to die. So okay, well, was, I, we're close. We're, I think I got about five percent left. So okay. um, so I'll I'll send over my phone number so that we don't have miscommunication again. I'm so sorry. I, are you on, I, you're on iPhone, right? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So send me your <laughs> send me your phone number, and um, I'll shoot you a text, and we can coordinate a little bit more. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get. I would love to be a, a co-host, a co-guest host for a little while, and I'll help um source some people is are there are there folks that would be listening tonight too that might be interested in joining us uh well we're not we're just recording right now we're not um we're not like live streaming anywhere oh oh recording. oh okay 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 i'm sorry it said live i got confused yeah so. yeah some so, okay. i think someone else got confused with that too but it's all good okay okay um yeah I'll I'll send you over then uh, my phone number. I'll how many weeks do you think four or five? Yeah, I would say so. I would okay. say so. I'll we'll talk a little bit more about it. You know, with, uh, this coming week. Cool. Um, because I don't want to I don't want to share too much on the live recording. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm probably just I'm probably not going to be doing too much editing. I'm probably just going to do our pre roll, throw this in, and then do a, a post roll, and then that'll be the end. Sounds great. Cool. All right. All right. Well, it's great talking to you tonight. Let's catch up again soon. I th I wish everybody great luck as they travel their own sober highways as we go on to into the week. Um, and uh, we'll catch up again. Remember, life is a journey. Take the sober highway. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think that's going to be our new closing line. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, I'll get out of your hair. Thank you for your kindness tonight. It's uh, you are, you're putting in so much hard work. You have a lot to be proud of. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this week. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to hear more of our content, go ahead and check us out on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, Amazon music, and Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe and leave us five-star reviews on all the major podcasting platforms. Be sure to check us out on all of our social media accounts. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Make sure to get involved with our TikTok campaign to get AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys on our show. If you'd like to share any information with Anika and I, or if you want to be a guest on the show, feel free to DM us on social media or send us an email to thesoberhighway at gmail.com. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope to catch you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.